Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Hi friends, Father Rico here at God's Playbook. I pray that you're having a great day. Today we conclude our study of Luke chapter 1, the birth of John the Baptist, praying over verses 57 to 80. We hear in the gospel, Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy and rejoiced with her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, None of your relatives have this name. Then they began motioning to his father to find out what name he wanted to give him. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. All of them were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue freed and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came over all their neighbors and all these things were talked about throughout the entire hill country of Judea. All who heard them pondered them and said, What then will this child become? For indeed the hand of the Lord was with him. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown his mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew and became strong in spirit, And he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, in this passage, we see the glory of God at work. Indeed, after a long time, not just the nine months they've been waiting, Elizabeth and Zechariah have been blessed by God with the gift of a child, specifically a gift of a son, and whom we know is John the Baptist. Now, first we have to look at the name. The name thing is a very big deal. For the Jewish people, especially when it is your firstborn son, this name is to take on the name of his father. And so that's why the people said that his name should be Zechariah, because they knew that Zechariah and Elizabeth were faithful Jews. And so the tradition of the Jewish faith, which is also true of many cultures, 
I know being an Italian, this is true in my own family too, that we are to name the child after the father or grandfather showing respect to the family unit. And so the neighbors and friends, not only have they been probably chirping or making fun of Zechariah for the fact that he can no longer speak, but rather this idea that Zechariah and Elizabeth would entertain any other name other than Zechariah for this child would have been very puzzling for the people. And yet the naming of a child, the name of each person is so important to God. Throughout the scriptures, friends, we see that there are many instances in which God chooses a different name for a person. And it's not because he doesn't just not like the name that the parents have chosen. Rather, by changing the name of a person, he changes their life mission. He gives them a different perspective. There are many people whose names are changed in the scriptures and each time God has given them a new mission of life to follow. And so it is with John the Baptist. He's not to follow in his father's footsteps, though he is going to be righteous in regards to faith. Rather, God is going to use John the Baptist to be the one to point out to Jesus, here is the Messiah, here is the one, who has come to redeem us. I am unworthy to untie the thong of his sandals. John the Baptist looks upon Jesus, not just as his cugino, as his cousin, but rather he looks upon him as his Messiah and Lord, for indeed Jesus is. So when we go back to this idea of the naming, it is important that Zechariah and Elizabeth conform to the will of God to name him John. You might ask yourself, well, is Zechariah just doing this so he can speak again? Or does he truly want the name to be the name that God intended? Friends, again, we know that Zechariah is faithful. We know he wasn't sinless because as we studied earlier in the chapter, Zechariah questioned how God would make this happen. But Zechariah and Elizabeth recognized that indeed the name would be important. And so the name John was used because this is what God had asked for. Now, what's important to realize here as well, friends, is Elizabeth is speaking. Women at the time of this passage were seen as secondary. They were not to speak unless they were spoken to. And so Elizabeth not only speaks on behalf of her husband, but she speaks from a place of faith, for she proudly suggests that his name will be John. It's not because Zachariah is mute. Rather, it's because she believes and she conforms herself to the will of God, for God has done great things for her and her husband in giving John the Baptist to her. And so she does so with great joy. May we too, Follow God's will with great joy. May we too conform our daily decisions to God's as well. No matter whether it goes in favor of social trends, no matter if it's what we're used to in our family unit, if God is bringing us to something, 
He will see us through it. And so Elizabeth's naming of her child is very significant. Now, sadly, these days, sometimes parents spend less time in naming of their child. Perhaps they name them for a whole bunch of reasons. The church continues to suggest that we think of names of saints. When we name our children, it's a great opportunity for us to recognize that we are to model ourselves over those who are holy, good biblical names, good saint names, rather than famous athletes or movie stars. As we use names of our children also to honor family members in our family as well, these are signs of respect. So I encourage those of you who are going to be parents to really focus on choosing names that are holy and pleasing to God because they also set the expectation of what our future son and daughter might be, the way they are to live their life, and that they shouldn't just be random names, but rather well thought out. So they, like ourselves and everyone, once they are baptized in the Lord Jesus, may serve him faithfully. Just something for you to consider. As we continue to see that Zechariah opens himself up to write his name as John. This then solidifies what is to take place. And so the people are amazed for this goes outside of cultural expectation. Many times we are to go against cultural expectations as well. If we're following God, it doesn't always follow what pop culture says. In fact, most of the time, it's in direct contradiction to what pop culture says. In a culture of death and darkness, we are called to be beacons of light, to protect life from conception till natural death. And so it is important for us, that's just one example, friends, for us to be willing to be like Zechariah and Elizabeth, to go against what people are thinking of us, to focus more on what God thinks of us. And so the people started to realize, well, if they're naming him for a particular reason, then God must have a special plan for him. Indeed, friends, no matter what our name is, God has a special plan for us. Because it's not our first name that necessarily links us to God, but rather as we take on the name Christian, each of us as God's son and daughter through our baptism are called to do great things as we become temples of the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit working through John the Baptist. It is the Holy Spirit working through Elizabeth and Zechariah. It is the Holy Spirit working through you, my dear brother and sister in Christ, as he works through me, that we are called to do the missionary work of the Lord. The end of the passage shows Zechariah's song of praise. Earlier, we heard Mary's song of praise. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Here, Zechariah also gives a very beautiful prayer of the church, which, like Mary's Magnificat, Zechariah's prayer is prayed, again, by priests, deacons, and women religious, and anyone else who prays the Liturgy of the Hours every single day as a reminder of the greatness that God has done for each of us. So friends, for those of you who are already praying the Liturgy of the Hours, this passage likely put a smile on your face as we see where it has come from.
For those who may not be praying the Liturgy of the Hours, just as I invited you in our latest episode to use Mary's prayer as part of your daily life, perhaps you might also consider using Zechariah's prayer as part of your daily life too. Zechariah recognized God moving in his life and in the life of Elizabeth. May we too see God working through our life in many different ways. As he mentions the forgiveness of sin and the mercy of God, bringing light to us when we are in darkness, guiding our feet into the way of peace. Each of us are protected, guided, and shaped by our God, the power of the Holy Spirit, who walks with us every day of our life. And so as we anticipate John the Baptist growing up to become, as Jesus says, the greatest of the prophets, so may we too be great, fulfilling the mission that God has for each one of us. For now, we continue our daily journey with the Lord, thanking God for the gift of his presence in our life. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.